For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Dave Dufour, who covers the NBA for The Athletic, about the 2022 playoff picture. Who are the surprise teams, the trendy teams to follow, and how well will the Warriors fare with or without Stephen Curry to start the NBA postseason? All that and more we can talk about with Dave Dufour, who joins me next. Today is Friday, April 15th. Always fun when we can catch up with Dave DeFore, who covers the NBA for The Athletic. You hear him on the Daily Ding podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Dave, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm fantastic, man. I'm pumped for this playoff basketball. The play-in, first night of the play-in was awesome. I mean, everybody having this debate about whether the play-in is going to be permanent or not, it's like, uh, come on, man. It's the best games that the NBA is producing right now. <laughs> Single elimination <laughs> basketball, is, it rules, man. That's the way to do it. Well, it's single elimination for one team. If you're the eight seed or the seven seed, you get two opportunities to win one game, right? So one team eliminated uh, in the 9-10 matchup, but then the 7-8, you get another opportunity to do it if you lose. How did you take in the game on uh, on Tuesday night? I felt like everybody was picking the Clippers to win that game. They're a rangy team. They're kind of a dangerous team. They play physical, and Paul George coming back, you got a guy who can just go get you a bucket. But the Minnesota Timberwolves, dude, watch out for them. They're dangerous. They're fired up, and Pat Beverly will get in your shorts and he'll talk about it after the game, dude. One of the funniest post games I've ever seen. And it seems like Pat Beverly, when he knows a team and he knows those guys, <laughs> he really gets under their skin. It's like, oh, they didn't really like him. They, he was just their guy, right? Like, and now, now he's not there anymore. And it's like, okay, now you can see they were pretty annoyed even when he was around. But he got in their head. I mean, Marcus Morris and Pat Beverly getting into an altercation was like destined <laughs> as soon as this game was set. But the competitive fire the Timberwolves play with like this was missing the last few years right like they this has changed Chris Finch has done a great job coaching them up and Carl Anthony Towns had a bad game and people are I, I see I see people hammering him for it but it's not surprising to me that a guy that's been criticized the way that he has was pressing a little bit and he clearly was he was trying to be aggressive that's why he got into foul trouble this is the learning process of becoming a real NBA superstar you're going to have bad high profile games Let's see how he looks when he comes back for game one because he's their best player. Anthony Edwards was their best player in the game against the Clippers, but Carl Anthony Towns, they need him if they have any chance of even winning a game against Memphis. So I think that the vibes are good for that team, and then Carl Anthony Towns hopefully can get back on track and they can keep going. But Anthony Edwards is the straw that stirs the drink for them, and we saw his athleticism and his strength and power. I mean, the Clippers are strong and tough too, but they could not handle him coming off the wing, and that is uh, not great. And, and it's also not what we expected from the Clippers because we thought the Clippers would be able to handle them on the wing. We were worried about inside. How are they going to handle Carl Anthony Towns? And it got flipped on them. I actually think the Clippers, from a game plan perspective, they, they actually slipped up a little bit. They should have been trying to outscore Minnesota. You saw the scoring drought that they went through. That was a problem for them. They should have just come out early and often gunning playing smaller, trying to get Carl Anthony Towns in foul trouble, which they did, but also trying to score buckets. And, and they just didn't do enough of that. From a team structure standpoint, I mean, there's superstars across the league, but there are different types of superstars. There's like the type one guys, and then there's the guy who are superstar sidekicks, right? Like I look, for example, at a guy like Anthony Davis. He's a, a bona fide superstar. He's probably headed for the Hall of Fame. He's one of the all-time great players, kind of a unicorn in, in the type of style that he plays with. He, he's got the point guard sort of handles, but he can also step outside and come in on you. But he's not a team leader in the way like LeBron James is, where you need that guy. Do you think that dynamic is sort of the same 
with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards because Anthony Edwards to me appears to be the type A number one superstar and Towns does not have to be the I'm the rah-rah leader guy. I can just go out and do what I do, be my type of superstar and then put it on Anthony Edwards' shoulders to carry it. I think that that's a, a pretty good colorization of like what the dynamic is there. We saw this when Ricky Rubio was up there last year. You know, the vibes were just immaculate. Anthony Edwards is a guy. I mean, he came into the league, and one of my favorite things about him was he was like, no, nah, football is my favorite sport. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right? I remember that he's like, I haven't been to a lot of NBA games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I like that guy for that reason. You know what I mean? He knows who he is. He clearly like had good people around him coming up, and, and he plays basketball with joy. You know, I think about the first time he played against Steph Curry a lot because Steph was his favorite player, you know, and he just smiles the whole time. And like when you have a guy like that and it's he's leading with positivity, which is rare in the NBA, you know, there's no bully to him toward his teammates It's all love and it's great. So I think that, yeah, he kind of is a perfect compliment to a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, who is a little bit more reserved, more of an introvert and not necessarily a, a you know, sort of, I hate the word alpha, but an alpha type of leader where it's like, I'm going to be out in front. He can lead from the back. I mean, he's the most talented guy on the team as of today. Lead on the basketball court by being the best player. That's fine. And, and they're lucky to have a guy like Anthony Edwards who can be a voice in the locker room too. And I'm with you. I, I think he's, he's headed for, for an MVP at some point. And uh, the top three in that draft, I mean, Anthony Edwards and then LaMelo Ball, and obviously the number two pick for the Warriors, it was James Wiseman. Still waiting to see what happens with Wiseman. But he is uh, it's not on the same trajectory, at least, as of right now. When you look at the matchups in round one of the NBA playoff picture, is the head and shoulders above them all matchup Brooklyn and Boston? Is that the one you're most excited for? Um, yeah, but it could go left really quick for, for Brooklyn because their defense is so bad. Um, listen, man, their perimeter defense is awful. If, unless Ben Simmons is going to play and be able to actually contribute, they're going to have a rough time with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. They've got a lot of guys in Boston that can do stuff. Now, losing Robert Williams certainly hurts them on the defensive end. And with Brooklyn, we saw what KD and Kyrie could do. Kyrie was insane in the game. He was game 12 of 12 I mean, at one point dude, for like 28 points or something. And it, it was insane. He shot, and when he shot that off the dribble fading to the right three from the corner. I was like, corner, this is the one he misses here. Nope. And he wrong. almost made I mean, it's just like <laughs> the guy, I mean, he was just locked in. Now, can he be locked in like that in a seven-game series? In particular, playing Boston. They got to play at home. You know the crowd wants to give it to Kyrie so bad. So bad. So I think Boston's probably going to win that series. They are the better team right now. But Kevin Durant, like, it's impossible to bet against him. So I think it's likely Boston in six, but I could see it going seven. If it goes seven, it's a toss-up. I mean, that's anybody's game for real. Uh, I, I just I don't think Brooklyn has enough on the defensive end to stop what Boston does really well. Yeah, I'm with you. The, uh, the defense for Boston has been fantastic uh, in the last month or so. And, uh, again, you got Jason Tatum. you got bona fide superstars on both sides, but Jason Tatum can go get you 50 almost at will. I saw Bruce Brown had said that the other day. Like, we got to keep him from getting 50. He was specifically hitting uh, on that note. I don't want to uh, go any further without talking a little Golden State Warrior basketball. Maybe Steph not available for game one. I don't think there's any doubt he'll play in the series. They just don't know if he's going to be ready for game one per se. Steve Kerr said on Tuesday he's going to have to scrimmage before he gets back out there. I'm like, yeah, kind of. He's played with all the guys on the floor a ton in his career. What do you make of that first-round matchup? The Warriors were 1-3 and three against Denver this season. However, Draymond Green played in none of those games. He's going to be the key factor in this one against Jokic. You know, one of the things we've been hitting on lately on Nurder is that this season in particular, you're going to have to throw out the head-to-head -head stuff. With COVID, the way it ravaged the league and all the 10-day guys, and I mean, 
trade deadline stuff. I mean, like the Dallas Mavericks are a completely different team now than they were in November, you know? And, and so you really got to toss a, a lot out. With the Warriors, the biggest question is Steph Curry and his health. He's not great at playing hurt. And this doesn't mean that he's a bad player. It's just that he is a guy that the way he plays, it requires 100% health. Everything he does is about his conditioning and his speed and his quickness and his agility, all things that have been affected by this foot injury. And so the prospects for the Warriors, I think, are much lower, much lower than they were prior to his injury. I mean, you know, he's just not going to be the same guy, I don't think. I look at Denver as such a top-heavy team. Like you do that thing where you uh, you can click on like the ES- you can click on the ESPN stats page, you know, for each team, and it'll tell you the leaders in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. I clicked on that ESPN page the other day. It was five pictures of Jokic across my screen. If you can throw him into a into a bit of a funk, which by the way, nobody does that. Jokic is incredible because he makes everybody around him better. He's not the traditional big man. It's one of the all-time great passers. Then maybe you find some cracks there. Also, Denver did not. Shoot well against the Warriors this year uh, from three-point land, and they've been a, uh, a pretty good defensive team, at least in the first part of the season. Fell apart a little bit, did the Warriors at the back end. What do you expect from Jokic in this series? They're going to have to throw a whole bunch of bodies at him. Draymond, Kevon Looney, and whoever else can come and help. Yeah, can they get uh, some Kuminga on Jokic minutes? I, I like mean, they're that. really going to need it. Yeah, Jokic is such a unique player. I mean, he's the MVP of the season for a reason. I mean, you just mentioned one of them. I mean, this guy set a new, he basically set a new statistical standard this year. It's, it's one of the four or five greatest seasons in NBA history. That's not even a, that's not hyperbole. Ben Taylor, who does thinking basketball, he has his own metric. He combined a bunch of metrics. This guy is just on a run that we've rarely seen in the league. And so when you have a guy that's that high volume, that much usage, but so much of that is about getting other guys going, it's tough because he's going to draw two and you know, Golden State is small and they want to dig in. And I mean, Draymond can hold up, but it's holding up against the greatest player in the world right now. Uh, he's going to put up 30 and he's going to get 15 rebounds and he's going to have eight to 12 assists. You, you're hoping you can keep him to five assists, right? You keep him to five assists, you got a chance to win the game. He gets double digits assists. That means other people are starting to get going too. Will Barton's going to be very important in this series, creating off the dribble, trying to put pressure on Golden State. I mean, this is actually going to be a big Gary Payton series. Yeah, I think so too. You're going to hit something on scoring, but he's going to help you big time on perimeter defense. They don't have a lot of guys in Denver that can do stuff. So GP2 could actually disrupt their momentum a bit if they start to get going off of Jokic. I I think Jokic is going to get his. You just have to know it's coming. Keep him from getting 50. Keep him from getting 12 assists. And if they can do that, they can win the series. But they're going to have to score on the other end. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of Jordan Poole. Is Klay Thompson going to revert to his old self? Or is it this new... I don't know, Rip Ham- Hamilton version <laughs> of Clay Thompson. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I can stomach too many mid-range post-up fadeaways from Clay Thompson in the playoffs. So I think there's a lot of questions that we're going to have answers to in game one, one of which is likely to be Steph Curry's health. I don't know, man. I, I want to say it's a toss-up because I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the best player in the series, who's, it's no doubt, Nikola Jokic. But Steph Curry is a guy that I refuse to, to count out ever. Even when he's not healthy, he still raises their ceiling. And if he is healthy, which he might be, then you know, they can win this in four or five. That's the swing in the, in the series. If Steph can go and really go, then the Warriors should walk. 
Yeah, if Steph's at his best, then there's almost nobody better, even if you do have the best player on the floor on the other side in Jokic. Before we let you go, the NBA playoffs, is, it's like a different season, right? It's a totally different sport almost. Uh, as you talked about, the one-game elimination. Is there a player, a team, a matchup, something you're most excited for? I'll give you mine off, off the top. I want to see John Morant under the lights again. I think if we get like a Warriors-Memphis second-round series and John Morant gets to go at Steph Curry the way they did last year in the play-in tournament, this would be a blast. I think it's a matter of time before Morant's an MVP. He should be the most improved player this year. He's one of the most exciting players in the game. Every time he touches the ball, the lights get brighter, it seems like, and he can drop one on your head. I'm just stoked to see him in the NBA playoffs. Where are you coming from? What's the uh, the most exciting element of this season for you? The Raptors. And I know that this is <laughs> okay. so funny. All right. They're just the goofiest team, man. Like they, they, They're a team that it's very similar to the way I would design a team. They, a lot of guys, 6'6", six, six to 6'10", six, they fly around, not really tell me what position Scotty Barnes plays. Nobody, he, instance, everywhere, right? all of them. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And, and then they have a creative coach that's not scared to do stuff. Fred Van Vliet, his hands are insane. He creates so many opportunities for them uh, in transition by digging down on guys when they get post-ups. And that team in particular against Joel Embiid is going to be funny because they don't really have a big. They don't have anyone large to throw at him. But they're like five murder hornets when they play defense. <laughs> and... There's no movement for Philly once Joel touches the ball. Nobody does anything. It's going to be Joel Embiid against the Toronto Raptors murder Hornets defense, and I'm curious to see how he holds up. I mean, I think Joel Embiid is extremely talented, and he's an MVP-level player. Those dudes up in Toronto are pretty awesome. That team is going to be fun. Listen, I, I did a thought exercise that walked them into the conference finals. <laughs> well, by the way, I mean, they've got the advantage of we're going to find out which players are vaxxed and which players are not vaxxed based on who gets to go and play in Toronto if they get out of this first round and deeper into the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of questions answered. About Boston who's, dodged who's them for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And Brooklyn, too. So Toronto is the team that I'm most excited to watch, which I know is, is funny, but that's on brand for me. Yeah, it's, hey, I'm, I'm in for it, man. I'm in for the uh, the screwball. Dave, it's always fun catching up, dude. Always fun talking NBA playoffs. And uh, maybe when we get into the NBA finals, we'll uh, we'll do a little preview for you for the, uh, the final round of the NBA postseason. Be well, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, buddy. Take care. Great stuff from Dave DeFore. Always fun talking to Dave and, uh, and catching up around the NBA with him. We'll definitely touch base as we get closer or into the NBA finals. Of course, the Warriors tipping off game one tomorrow night at Chase Center, 530 tip against the Denver Nuggets. Thank you to Dave Dufour. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports next week into some more baseball, maybe a look at the NFL draft, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. And of course, a follow-up on the NBA playoffs. Until then, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.